This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. It's Amy and Katie, and I'm so excited. We have been wanting to have my best friend, Debbie, on the show for so long. She's very, very busy, so I'm very happy that she's here with us today. And this all started because I've always been scared to go to the chiropractor, which is crazy because I know it's not a big deal, but for some reason, I was always freaked out, as Debbie knows. And I recently went to Debbie and experienced the whole thing, and it was incredible, and it opened my eyes to the world of it. So we wanted to have this show to kind of shed some light on the chiropractic category, and Debbie is the perfect person to do this. So I won't call her Debbie. That's my friend Debbie, but Dr. Deborah Block always knew that her purpose in life was to help people to improve their lives. After attending the University of Florida and obtaining her BS in psychology, She realized that she wanted to help people improve their health, both mentally and physically. She discovered the awesome benefits of chiropractic care in 97 while attending Life University in Georgia. Dr. Block received her Doctor of Chiropractic degree in 2001 and went on to develop her own practice within a group in Georgia. And after practicing in Georgia for a few years, she decided to return home to Maryland to continue practicing chiropractic close to her family and friends. So after joining a practice there for Five years, she decided to open her own practice in 2008 and accomplish her dream of running her own practice and treating patients with the individualized attention and high quality care that she feels patients deserve and need in this current world of healthcare. So, Debbie has owned her successful practice for 14 years that has grown into that has grown to include chiropractic, acupuncture, massage therapy, and weight loss. Um, for the entirety of her career. Dr. Block has consistently educated herself on the newest, latest, and greatest advances in the chiropractic profession, as well as the latest developments in patient care. She is certified in the Webster Technique for Chiropractic Care during pregnancy. I know you do a lot of focus on pregnancy, and is a member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. She's also certified in dry needling. Dr. Block's philosophy is to care for patients in a way that she would want to be cared for. She strives hard every day to be the type of doctor that can give patients the assistance that they're looking for, whether it's with a smile, a friendly greeting, a courtesy phone call, a hug, or individualized attention. Um, She has done all of this over the past 20 plus years, all while raising twins that just turned 16. And I can attest to all of the hard work and passion Debbie has put in, Dr. Block, sorry, has put in over the years because I just went in for the first time and I can see the care that she puts into the practice and the way even that she worked with me, but she worked with me the same way she works with all of her patients. And it's really rare because you definitely don't go to practices a lot where the doctors actually take an interest. It's more of a you know, machine where people are in and out. So Definitely a special experience when you're working with Debbie. And I think also, as I was thinking through this, preparing for this interview, I was like, Dr. Block has really been an early adopter in this like holistic health space. I mean, you've been doing this for so long. And I think, you know, over the last 
five, 10 years, it's become in vogue, all of this holistic health and all of this, but it really wasn't when you started doing it. And I think you probably got a lot of looks and stares like, oh, what field are you going into? And it's so mainstream now. So I want to hear a little bit about that. And not only that, I mean, and I, I, I was thinking about this too, you're an entrepreneur and you have this amazing practice and not only are you treating patients, but you're running a business and it's so hard. And that's why uh, for our listeners, it's been so hard to get Debbie on. She's so busy, but it's such an interesting topic. We haven't had anyone in this field on the show. And so we wanted to have her on and kick off all the questions we have about um, this incredible career and occupation. So welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you so much. That was an awesome introduction. I can use <laughs> one of those like every week. <laughs> I know, right? You listen, you're like, oh my gosh, I really have accomplished a lot. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. That was sweet. Yeah. So we are going to start off the show as we always do with our weekly Nirvana. So this is where we talk about something that sparked a little joy in our week, our day, our month, whatever it may be, big or small, something that just sparked joy and put a little smile on our face. So I will hand it off to Katie to start. Thanks, Amy. Well, let me say hi to Debbie, Dr. Block. Are we calling you Debbie? Are we calling you Dr. Block? What are we doing here today? Call me Debbie. Okay. Call me Debbie. Dr. Block's too formal for this. All right. Well, I'm so happy you're here and I can't wait to pick your brain. Um, but before I do my Nirvana of the week, I just want to mention I was perusing your website and on Google, there was a review about Dr. Block that was just so great that I just wanted to say it. So sorry to if this embarrasses you, but says I've been in the no, military. I don't even know what you're going to say. I, it's it's a great re- it's such a good review. It says I've been in the military for 30 years. I have received medical care in 7 states and 3 countries. I have not experienced a more professional, hardworking and effective health care provider. Dr. Block is one of the best. Period. That's from John L on Google and I just thought that says so wow. much. It says so much. So, I just wanted to say Thank that. Thank you. Um That's awesome. Yeah. So my Nirvana of the week I'm going to think it might be the same as Amy's. We'll have to see. <laughs> we had a photo shoot on Thursday for the Nirvana Sisters brand for our website and our branding and everything that we're expanding and growing with. Um, I was just in Maryland for the week for spring break with the kids and so that the cousins could be together and Amy and I could get some work done, actually work face to face for the first, like it never happens, literally ever. Uh, so that was great. That was my nirvana. It was such a fun day. We had such a great time. And the funniest thing was like, Amy was saying to me, you know, you used to be a model, you know what you're doing. She's like, I feel like I'm going to be so stiff. I don't know what to do. And I was giving her some tips and then the camera comes on. And I mean, did this girl come alive or what? Like she (laughs) she was like so vivacious and having so much fun. And it was, it was so, it was just great. It was such a fun day. So what was yours, Amy? What was your nirvana? Yeah, I, I, yes, mine is definitely the same one. And we normally don't have the same Nirvanas, but yeah, I mean, it was such a fun day. It was just nice to be able to um, do something that was our own and really lead the vision in the direction. And it was just super fun. And um, yeah, we're building our website. And so a lot of these photos we use on the website and all of this stuff. So super fun. What about you, Deb? I can't wait to see them. Yeah. Um, mine has to be tied to my kids, which I, I don't know if that's allowed or not. Yes. So I had, I, I've had a crazy week with work. It's been one of those, like everything that could go wrong went wrong this week and it's been super stressful. And one day after work, I was running to my daughter's lacrosse game and picking up my son from work. And I had this like 
two hour block where I got to watch my daughter in her joy on the lacrosse field. She plays for her high school team and watching her, you know, really successful and really aggressive and really loved by this group of girls that she's playing with. This is a brand new sport. She literally like picked up a lacrosse stick for the first time right before tryouts. And I really watched all of the stress of my week just kind of leave me Mm. seeing her and her joy and seeing what she's, you know, able to do. And then soon thereafter, I had to pick up my son from his first day of his first job. And he's working on a golf course. He's in charge of the carts, cleaning them and driving them to and from. Oh, that's so cool. And like, you know, mom of me, I'm like, does he even know how to drive the golf cart? Meanwhile, he's like responsible for driving 30 of them. And anyway, and I got there early, um, earlier than when he was finished. And I ended up parking and watching him work for like 30 minutes or so. And uh, it was awesome to see your 16 year old responsible and capable and working. And at the end of me uh, trying to grab him, the guy that was training him came over and told me how awesome he was doing. And just a moment of pride, you know, realizing that like both of my children are in good places. And that was just a very, very Nirvana kind of feeling. I love that. Those are great. Yeah. Thank you. So nice. Such good kids. Such good kids. Thanks. It's hard. It is hard. I'm sure. And twins, especially, I can't imagine. Yes. Double hard. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Dr. Block, AKA Debbie Debbie. Deborah, give a quick intro to the audience. I mean, I kind of teed you up, but just a a quick um, soundbite on, you know, you and your practice and all of that or your background, I would say. Sure. Um, You know, what what you didn't read in the bio was that I really didn't know anything about chiropractic before I went to chiropractic school, which is really unusual. Most chiropractors either like, you know, start out as patients as children or teenagers, or they have some accident or trauma and chiropractic change their physical well-being. So they enter into the the program. I really knew nothing about chiropractic. For me, I was... um, I was going forward with psychology and wanted to go that route, but then realized in order to do it the way I wanted to do it, it was going to be eight years of schooling after college. And I kind of fell into this chiropractic idea and it really fit all my boxes. I had very specific criterion for what I was looking for in my career and this met all of them, but the physical part of adjusting the spine and, and working with the spine was not really something I was well-versed in. So that was a huge learning curve for me. Um, and it was not, it didn't come easily. It took me a lot of time to find people that were like-minded to me. The chiropractic field is very, very varied in the type of practitioners you can come across. Some are more medically oriented, some are more um, philosophically oriented. And so you have a large continuum of different types of chiropractors. But I went to chiropractic school. I finished in four years. I stayed in uh, Georgia to practice. And um, I really seeked out this profession because I knew I wanted to work with people and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare. But I also knew very clearly that I did not want to work with sickness. I didn't want to work with ill people. I didn't want to work with dying patients and I didn't want to prescribe drugs. Um, those things I knew just weren't in my understanding of health. So I was seeking something that gave me an opportunity to be a healthcare provider that met, the, met those criterion. And this did what I didn't take into total account was the level of physicality that my job requires. And that's been harder as I've gotten older, to be honest. Um, 
but the work itself is unbelievably rewarding and unbelievably um, filling in terms of, you know, how I feel at the end of the day after helping people. Yeah. I was just going to say to the, the point um, to the physicality of it, you have to be really Mm -hmm. strong. I mean, you're handling people all day and moving. And I, I've just recently started seeing chiropractor and we can get into that in a little bit. Um, But yeah, I would imagine it's that's not easy. And so that was a surprising learning curve for you. Yeah, it was. And, you know, honestly, when I went into chiropractic school, I wasn't really as focused on my own health and well-being as I needed to be. And I really started working out and getting healthier and watching my nutrition and watching my diet and trying to focus on on endurance and strength and all of those things, knowing that my future was going to be, you know, demanding physically. And obviously your body kind of, you, you get a, a rhythm and you learn how to do things more safely, more carefully as time goes on. But Amy had also mentioned earlier when she was talking about how things are so much more mainstream now, I've been practicing for 21 years. And when I went to chiropractic school, it's really interesting. I think there was like 5% females I was, really? I was one of the very, very few women. And I actually, one of my boxes that I was looking to, or not necessarily looking to fulfill, but it worked for me was that I recognized that a female in a space where there weren't many females was bound to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I knew that, you know, the fact that there weren't many female chiropractors would, would bode well for me. And it really has, what I do is, is intimate, you know, right. I, I touch people all day long and not everybody is okay with that. So having, and not to say that male chiropractors aren't, you know, capable of earning patients trust. They are very much so, but I think inherently it's just more of a natural, a natural experience for a female doctor to be able to gain that comfort and that trust with a patient and also read when they need you to, you know, step back or when they're okay to let you in. So that was a really interesting thing. And now chiropractic school is like 50-50, females and males. There is no longer a curve like that. So it's really in my 21 years of practicing, not only have we come far in terms of females in the profession, but we've also come very far in terms of respect in the profession. Yeah, I love that. I never actually thought about that before. So taking a step back, just to for, for people who are listening who've never seen a chiropractor, why should people see one? Like, what are the benefits and what can people expect when they go to do it? Because I mean, for me, I've done a lot of holistic treatments. I've done acupuncture. I've done a million things, but I was always so nervous. And even though, you know, for those listening, Debbie has been my best friend for 25 years plus, I mean, 30 years. So I didn't even want Debbie to do it until recently because I was so freaked out. It was like in my own head, but why should people see one? Like if you can give us sort of the the DL on that. Sure. So honestly, chiropractic care is really good for anybody with a spine, which is everyone. everyone, (laughs) I mean, even honestly, animals receive chiropractic care. Um, And I'm an animal lover and would have even gone into animal care. There's actually a huge um, field of it with racehorses. My veterinarian uh, has, my veterinary office has a a veterinarian that specializes in spinal spinal adjustments for animals. So it really is something that anything, anyone with a spine can benefit from. Um, But the reality is that the life that we live now in 2022 is so demanding on our lives, physically, chemically, emotionally, that all of those stressors, physical, chemical, and emotional, all create 
issues and potential misalignments within the spine. The spine is made up of 24 vertebra. They all have the ability of the vertebra to move and shift. And when we are either experiencing a physical trauma, a car accident, a slip and fall, a broken bone that then requires us to walk on crutches or in a shoe boot, you know, uh, if there's a genetic history of um, spinal conditions, dowager's hump, forward flexion of the spine. I mean, there's like a whole list of things that can create issues for someone. But what I've seen more than anything is ergonomics, right? So in the last two years, I've seen more of this than I have ever seen in my career. And honestly, in the last two years, I've worked harder physically than I ever have because people are a mess right now. I think working from home was such a tremendous change for people physically and emotionally that it just wreaked havoc on everyone. Whether it was the stress of managing your children who are doing virtual school in the room next to you while you're trying to work on your laptop at home. I mean, I had patients working, you know, on their laptops, in their beds, on their couches, in their on their dining room tables. And just the simple act of spending five to eight hours a day on your computer at home has screwed up people so royally. The chair is wrong. In even just a laptop, which I would say probably 90% of people now use laptops and not desktops, a laptop was made for travel. It was never created for people to work on a laptop at home. There's no way to type on the keyboard of your laptop and look in the screen and have it well aligned for your arms and your wrists and your neck and your head. It's just not Mm -hmm. configured that way. So I can't tell you how many times I've told people, okay, you need to put your laptop up onto a stand and you need to get a portable keyboard and you need a portable mouse because there's no way you can be ergonomically correct for your head and your neck and your arms on a laptop. So just that one iota, then we've got cell phones, then we've got, you know, anything that pulls you forward and keeps you there for a prolonged period of time. I mean, even my new moms who are breastfeeding and changing diapers, all of these activities, people who, who stitch or who do, you know, projects in their lap, all of these things pull you forward and hold you there. And if you do them regularly, then those are habitual, poor body postures that are going to eventually translate to spinal issues and or spinal pain. We see young children, teenagers, adults, geriatric. So I really see the gamut of what your spine looks like when you're young versus what it looks like as you age. And if you have had traumas, if you've had a lot of emotional stress in your life, if you've had poor, poor posture, um, if you're an athlete and you've gotten, you know, a bunch of injuries while playing sports, all of these things are going to translate. You may not have any issues in your 20s or your 30s, but by 40s and 50s, those those things start to catch up with you. And in my opinion, it's much better to go and see a chiropractor as early on in life as possible so that you can start that foundation of spinal alignment early You don't need to have a lot of care when you don't have a lot of issues and you want to create a space where your body kind of learns how to have what I call maintenance treatments that allow your spine to know how to maintain alignment and maintain movement and um, motion so that you don't end up as a 45-year-old or a 50-year-old who has significant degeneration and significant restriction and significant discomfort. It's interesting. Really, the idea is you want to be proactive, like, like many things versus going in when there's a problem. Cause then it's almost too late or you know, it's it takes like longer. going for a dental cleaning, right? Like we don't right. wait until our teeth are falling right. out to go and get a cleaning. We right. go every six months to make sure our teeth are okay. And when they say they're okay, we go, okay, great. And then we'll be back in six months. So it's kind of a similar mentality. Like you should be getting your spine checked 
And depending on how much you're doing in your life, it may equate that you need it more frequently or less frequently, depending on what's going on in your world. Yeah. As you're saying all of this, it's reminding me of the three times in my life that I have sought out a chiropractor to help with what was going on. And they were all for three very different reasons. Like the most recent one, I'm having hip pain. And it just occurred to me as you're speaking to me, the last year I started working, doing this, and I'm sitting at a desk and on a keyboard way more than I have in the last decade. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. part of it. Before that, it was sciatica from pregnancy. Before that, when I was a fit model, I was told it was from these like uh, micro micro movements that I did over and over and over and over and over again from when I was working, I would always turn my head this way. And, you know, it's like these little teeny things over time can cause the problem. Um, I I just find it interesting because I think people often think it's uh, like it's a trauma thing. I was just into a, in a car accident. So I need to be adjusted for that purpose. And, and the other thing is I find interesting is that it's all also very much related to the central nervous system, right? Is Correct. and that yeah. that's typically the pain is stemming from it's not and please correct me where I'm wrong, but it's not just no. that things are out of a line, but it's because of where your central nervous system is in relation to everything. Is that right? Yeah, I love that you brought that up because sometimes that's like a little bit of a deeper conversation that I don't always go into right off the bat. Um, your central nervous system is directly connected to your spine. So the brain and spinal cord are the first two things to form when you're conceived. And then the third thing that forms is the skull to protect the brain. And the fourth thing that forms is the spinal column to protect the spinal cord. So every single nerve that is coming off of the the nervous system from the brain has to exit in between spinal vertebra. So if you have chronically misaligned vertebra one, two, or five, and it's constantly putting pressure on the nerve that is exiting adjacent to it, you are going to eventually have issues in organs and or areas of your function that you may not have any idea has anything to do with your spine. But I have patients who come into me for neck pain and, you know, four weeks later, three weeks later, they'll say to me like, you know, I always have seasonal allergies right now, but for the first time ever, I don't, Wow. you know, or I'm an asthmatic and I usually have terrible asthma. I didn't even tell you about my asthma, but I haven't had one asthma attack since I've been seeing you. And I normally have two a week. Wow. That happens all the time. And it's not because I'm treating the asthma or treating the allergies. I'm treating the spine. But by clearing the interference for the nerve that's feeding the lung tissue or for the nerves that are feeding the stomach, people's gastrointestinal symptoms can improve. I even have, and this always kind of blows my mind, I've had a handful of young kids come into me, parents who kind of like hear about chiropractic. And usually it's like a mom who's desperate because she can't potty train her, 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 usually it's a boy, having trouble getting their young child to go number two. Hmm. And sometimes frequently, actually, chiropractic treatment to the spine in the area that feeds the intestines and the um, stomach can help a young child to have a bowel movement without pain and without issue and allow them to have a bowel movement in the toilet instead of in a, in a diaper. Wow. Um, and I'm always amazed when the mom's like, we barely made it home. Huh? Wow. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, even something as simple as bowel movements, like every single function that's connected by the nervous system has an, has an impact by where the spine is. And if the spine is in the wrong place, especially after years of it, it can create an issue within that, within that part of the body. Yeah. One of the things, um, one of the big things, so, and 
Katie, we're going to do an episode on this soon in the future with my vestibular migraines. But that um, the spine is was I believe a big part or a part of me getting these vestibular migraines because when I went to see Debbie recently, my atlas was out, which I didn't know, and that had happened years ago. Um, so when I went to see another doctor, he was like, oh, your head is literally not screwed onto your body, right? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, your atlas is out. You need to get it fixed. So my atlas always comes out, which Debbie can explain what the atlas is, but it's probably common. I don't know. But that is that contributes to my headaches. So mm-hmm. if you want to talk about that a little bit, Debbie, because I think sure, that's, that's the first cervical vertebra. It sits right underneath the skull. The skull has a, the, the bottom portion of the skull is called the occiput. And the occiput is a U-shaped bone. It kind of sits like this. And the occiput itself can kind of rock up or down, you know, left or right. And then the atlas is a bone that sits right underneath it. And it's the most powerful vertebra in the whole spine. And actually, I use this example with patients frequently because it's really helpful. Um, You guys remember Christopher Reeve, Mm -hmm. uh, Superman. He fell off of a horse Mm. um, in his 40s, I want to say. And he broke his second cervical vertebra. And he lost function in like 90% of his body. Every single function, every single function within his body that was from C2 below was no longer able to happen in his body because he had fractured his second cervical vertebra. But he could still see, he could smell, he could hear, he could move his head a little bit. And I I don't know if he, I think he could talk. And those functions were from C1 and above. Wow. Interesting. So yeah. the fact that he fractured that C2 vertebra stopped the ability for the rest of his nervous system to function from C2 below. And, you know, he, just to give him a quick nod, he had a lot to do with raising money for spinal cord research. He used his celebrity in the time that he survived, which was much longer than most spinal cord injured patients and raised millions of dollars. So, you know, this research continues, but yes, I mean, that's the reason for, I mean, the whole don't, you know, breaking your neck is something that really equates to the potential for paralysis because of the importance of the nervous system. Mm. So, um, so C1 is a very important vertebra. It's, it's kind of the, you know, like the, the number one most important vertebra in the spine to make sure it's properly aligned. And what we find is when the occiput or the first cervical vertebra is misaligned, I almost always have headache patients. Headaches are probably one of the most common things that walk in my office, migraines and headaches. And that relationship between the occiput and the first cervical vertebra are the very first thing that I, I check as well as, Amy, I heard you talk about this jaw Mm -hmm. Jaw tension is also directly connected. So your TMJ, your temporomandibular joint is directly connected to your first cervical vertebra and your occipital connection. And so those three vertebra are really, and not, this isn't a vertebra, but those three joints are really important to make sure that they're properly aligned. Yeah. And I think so many people are like grinding their teeth and their shoulders are up and they're stressed and it, and it plays out in your neck and in your face. And so I can, that makes sense why a lot of people are coming in like that. I see so many people with emotional issues who have issues because, you know, sad, angry, you know, you hold yourself in a certain way and that translates to what's going on physically, especially after a certain amount of time maintaining that like physical positioning. I have a question. How many of your patients that have come to you with these headaches and things, have you found that they've been searching for an answer? You know, they've been there. It's like, they've tried all these other avenues and then someone says, have you seen a chiropractor yet? Have you gone into, have you tried chiropractic? Does that 
happen often is yeah. is it kind All of a surprise time. to people the it is actually because it's not usually something that they think about you know and it's funny because I've actually over the years gotten um, I have a whole bunch of dentists that refer to me now because I've educated dentists that don't fit your patient for a mouth guard until you send them to me let me check their jaw and make sure their jaw is where it needs to be and then fit them for a night guard to help stop the clenching. Otherwise, you're putting them in a night guard in the wrong position, potentially. And then you're encouraging this, you know, abnormal alignment. But yeah, headache patients are often surprised. It's not something that I, medical doctors are recommending. Uh, you know, getting dentists to recommend it has been a little bit of a, you know, an a improvement. I do have neurologists that refer to me, but that's a tough sell getting a neurologist to recognize that connection. Um, I do have a handful that will send to me happily because their answer to me is, you know, a a whole bunch of trial and error of very invasive. Sometimes that's what's needed, you know, actually nowadays they have, they've got less invasive options for headache patients, but yeah, if I can correct a headache with my hands or if I can help a migraine patient who's suffering by just aligning the upper cervical spine, it's, so much easier. Yeah. I have a and, friend that yeah. has had migraines her whole life and I'm not sure if she's ever tried gone this route. I'm, she probably has. That. Yeah. She definitely should. Yeah. That's, she definitely should. that's interesting. That's very interesting. The hormonal piece for women is also another big part of it for headaches and migraines. And that's something that I'm, you know, starting to really work on it, understanding and exploring and researching as I'm getting into the you know older years and the menopausal years and seeing how hormone depletion and hormone changes can really impact that as well. So I'm starting to really dive into understanding that connection because for women, that's a big piece too. I have a question on the hormonal piece and I'm, I'm not sure if it's related. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Um, I have recently started having a lot of hip pain and I know I went, uh, you know, I saw the chiropractor and she told me and we did x-rays and everything, but sometimes I feel like it is worse with my cycle. Can things like that fluctuate with your hormones as well? Do you know? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I actually had a really interesting case um, recently that, as you say that, it kind of came to mind and I don't want to scare you in any way, but yeah, I had a patient who was having symptoms like that. And we ended up finding after me pushing and her OBGYN kind of excusing or dismissing her symptoms and, you know, telling her, you know, take Advil and, and take, you know, could just take over the counter um, anti-inflammatories that we sent her for an ultrasound and she ended up having a huge cyst mm-hmm. on her ovaries. But yeah, I mean, physical discomfort is a message from the body. It's it's an alarm and it's telling you yep. there's something wrong. It, it's important. Pain is not always a terrible thing because pain is a message. It's communication. And it's something that it's giving you feedback. You know, people often don't walk into my office until it's like a blaring alarm. And at that point, it's more difficult for me to help them and get them out of pain. Usually I will. Um, But it's much better if you can start listening at an earlier stage and responding before it gets to that level of, you know, I'm now compromised functionally and I don't want to accept that. We hope you enjoyed part one with Dr. Deborah Block. Stay tuned for next week, part two, where we talk about why new moms especially need chiropractic care, tips and tools for things we can do at home, plus how frequently you should be seeing your chiropractor and what the whole experience is going to be like, what to expect. So stay tuned for next week's. 
Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.